Hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Overtime with myself, Mr. Fantastic. Um, it's been a while. It's been we took a little break, and today we've got some special guests. I feel like we came back with a bang. We got we actually got some celebrities on the show. Um, they're starstruck. <laughs> um, they're kind of big right now in the whole UK gospel scene, and I'm really honoured to have them on the show. We got um, Gospel X. Would you guys like to introduce yourself? Um, hi, my name's Naomi. I'm 16. Um, I'm the youngest member of Gospel X. Um, yeah. Hi, I'm Temi. Um, I'm 19. My birthday is in a week, actually. I'm almost 20. So I'm, almost, I'm actually the oldest in the group. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, hi, my name is Joy and I'm 19. Um, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in any position. I'm probably one of the middle people, so. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Miracle. I'm 19 as well. Um, I seem to be 20 as well. Yeah. Right, cool, cool. Cool. So thank you. Thank you all for coming on to the show. And basically, um, like we normally do on Overtime, um, just want to, you know, understand um, what inspired you guys to do what you do. Did you face any challenges? How was, how did faith play a big part? in you know you guys doing what you do because um obviously I have my own I don't do music I mean I think I could I think I'm quite talented um you know I feel like I'm on Nas's level when it comes to rapping (laughs) but um yeah but I have my own perceptions of um you know of making Christian music of making gospel music I feel like um from the artists in which I listen to um I listen a lot to um, CHH, um, Christian hip hop. I feel like there's a lot of pressure put onto, put onto gospel artists, um, especially in the fact that because, you know, you lot communicate faith, similar to like kind of like what I do. You know, when you communicate faith to people, I feel like there's like a standard. I feel like there's a, um, like you're kind of held higher than other people. Do you know what I mean? Like they're successful people that, are Christians and it's like oh, okay he plays football and he's a Christian but it's like when you make music and you make music for Christ it's like the two can't be separated not saying that it should but like the two can't be separated and I feel like once you communicate faith with people it's kind of a thing of where like so like they don't say it but kind of like they put you on the same level as like a preacher and I feel like that's why with people like Lecrae, I feel like when Lecrae does anything, it's just so controversial. It's like, oh, why are you doing this? When he dropped his his new album, absolutely amazing. I love it. But the fact that Kurt Franklin was the only gospel feature, everyone was going mad. Twitter was going crazy. People were like, oh, what's wrong with this guy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you girls feel like, you know, obviously you started doing music. Do you feel like this pressure is true? Do you feel like it's something that you've taken into consideration? Is it something that you've thought about? Or am I just, am I tapped, like, to think like this? Like, what's your view? (laughs) No, I think you're right to, like, some extent. I think it kind of, it more affects bigger artists just because they have, like, more of a, like, when you have, like, a very established fan base and you do something that's different, there's always going to be backlash because that fan base expects something of you. But, like, our fan base is... Well, it's growing, but it's relatively small, so there's no one really holding us to the specific standard as of yet, I guess. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I hear that. 
Um, also, what I would say is like um, the thing which you were saying that people are very critical of, like whatever Lecrae does, obviously because he is a big artist and obviously a big like Christian artist. Um, but I feel like there's that kind of thing just in with Christians in general, like um, compared to like non-Christians. So like, for example, say like, um, I don't know, like some Christian influencers on live and then like someone joins them and then they do something silly. This kind of similar thing happened. Um, they were talking about it on Twitter and like, yeah, say someone goes on and they're like spitting bars or whatever and then they mess up and everyone's like dragging them and just bantering and stuff. Um, and obviously there's always going to be that one person who's like, as Christians, we shouldn't act like this. Jesus wouldn't laugh at this person. Da, 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 da. Like yeah. that kind of thing. I feel like with Christians, there's always that kind of pressure. Like, I don't know, people kind of hold you a bit more accountable um, to different things. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it does get to the point where it's like, you know, Christians are allowed to laugh. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, like in general obviously with christian music and stuff like that but even just general being a christian people are always like holding you a bit more accountable like you know as a christian should you be doing this which is a fair point but yeah sometimes it becomes a lot yeah i hear that that. anyone else want to share anything um i was just gonna say i feel like we're actually quite um like we're when we kind of started making music we're aware that of like the fact that our base is like our fan base is like Christian, but we also know that we kind of appeal to like a younger audience who might not not necessarily be Christian because of the fact that like our music isn't necessarily like really like gospelly like churchy music. It's like quite yeah. night nice, like music that anyone can listen to, but it's just also the fact that it's Christian. So I think for us specifically, um, we like know that we should be collaborating with like Christian artists and making Christian music and stuff, but we don't feel like pressure to make our music sound a certain way as long as like the lyrics and stuff are like Christian but then we don't feel the pressure to be like we have to make this kind of music because of the fact that we're appealing to like a wider audience rather than just like people who go to church people really Christian so I feel like we have like an opportunity to like branch out more yeah I think Mm. I I agree with that like for instance the way how I came across um CHH was was a bit different so obviously I went to, I grew up in church. Um, you know, my dad, my dad's a preacher. Um, so I grew up in church, stuff like that. But I never really liked gospel music. So I grew up listening to like hip hop. I grew up listening to Eminem, 50. Um, then when I started getting a bit older, due to like my mental health, I started listening to a lot of like emo hip hop. So um, Kanye, um, Kid Cudi and stuff. And then one day, I came across, I don't know if you guys, or you guys have ever heard of them, um, Social Club Misfits. They're, they're a, um, so basically back in the days, they used to do like a lot of like emo hip hop, but Christian emo hip hop. Mm-hmm. So coming from a place of where I never heard Christian rap before, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like how I feel, they're speaking about it and they like Jesus too. So I'm <laughs> like, all right, cool. So I think this is, this is a thing. So obviously I started listening to it and from there, I was literally like hooked on um, CHA. Started listening to like Andy Mino, Governor A Star, all of these people. But I feel like once you kind of don't put yourself in that bubble, in like, um, as you're saying, you know, yes, you want to make gospel music, but you also want to make music for like young people to listen and to enjoy. People that may not understand faith, they can listen to your music, they can like resonate with your music they can be like yo this is actually dope like do you know what i mean because yeah. and through that it can open a lot of doors like people can actually come to christ through through um 
music. People can come to Christ, can come to, um, you know, know about God for these kind of things. I feel like with evangelism, there's so many different ways of doing it. It's more than just going to a high street and giving people leaflets for your church. Do you know what I mean? Like music is a form of that. As a Christian creative in everything that you do, do you know what I mean? Like we're passing Christ to the world, but I feel like no matter what we do, there will just always be this negative view. There will just always be this thing of where people will try and put us in a box. People will try and limit us and just not allow mm-hmm. us to be free, to be who we want to be. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. in my opinion, you know, faith is something very personal very 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 personal i don't believe any of you four have a similar faith to me i don't even believe people in my church have a similar faith to me do you know what i mean i feel like it's just so unique and people need to be allowed to express themselves yeah totally i agree with that as well yeah i think sometimes when it comes to stuff (sighs) this is kind of my issue sometimes with these kind of things because obviously when it comes to christianity and stuff it's Obviously, it's meant to be more about the relationship and the personal faith of God and stuff. And, like, I think I have this thing where I feel like a lot of people kind of just say that, but I don't think a lot of people always feel that because, you know, it's, it's like, it's just, it's, I think maybe just as well, it's easy to look at people and judge them or how can they be Christian because this is what they wear or this is how they speak or this is where they're from. Like, yeah, I just think it's just, I think it's just so silly. You, you, you don't, you don't know anyone else's personal relationship with God. And your whole thing is that Christianity is meant to be, it's not, you know, it's not about religion and following all these strict rules. It's about your relationship with Jesus Christ, which is true. But then why are you judging somebody based off their haircut? or the hoodie they're wearing you know how can you assume that person can't be a christian because of how they look when you're the person saying oh it's about personal relationship with god like you don't know someone else's personal relationship you don't know anyone's relationship with anyone even with a human being you can't tell someone's relationship with another human being let alone the most high do you know what i mean yeah i completely get that i thought but i kind of feel like like with that is a thing of where people come like as Christians, we always want to protect our own faith. We always want to protect our own beliefs. And I feel like it gets to a point where it turns from protecting your faith and protecting your belief to just demonizing other people's thoughts mm. and other people's way of thinking. So like, for mm. instance, if your faith is a certain way and someone comes up to you and they're like, no, I don't think you should do that. I think you should do this. And you're like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, why are you like, I have my way with Jesus. This is how things work with me. Now you're telling me something completely different. That's wrong. I'm going to demonize it, but not in the sense of where people don't, people do it, but not realizing the effect in which it has on other people. People do it and they're like, Oh, I'm just focusing on myself. I'm protecting myself. I'm protecting my faith. But with your actions, with what you're saying, with the way that you're reacting to other people and other people's faith, you don't know how it is affecting that person and that individual. And then that's how stuff like church hurts come to happen and and all of these things. And yeah, sorry, things like this really, I get really passionate about, these are the kind of conversations I have with my friends. So when we like touch on these kind of topics, I just start going, start going and I really start expressing myself. Um, 
Is anything that I have like, an exact experience with that as well. Like, oof, I have a whole experience with that. It was just very like it did kind of upset me for a long time when you have a, a personal relationship with Jesus and someone comes in and saying, "Well, no, because you don't come to my church and you don't do things in my way." So basically, this girl told me I was going to go to hell essentially, Mad. and that really, really hurt me because it was like. You don't know me. This girl didn't know me. Yeah. She didn't know. She literally met me like once. Like, and just because I didn't go to her church or I didn't do the thing that she, what, like she was doing, she was essentially saying that like, I'm not a Christian just because I'm not doing what she's doing. And it's like, uh-huh. it's meant to be a personal relationship. It's meant to be, well, you know, well, I see her doing it, so I'm going to do it. It might not work for everyone. It's true. That is so, so, so true. Um, one thing that that um, a bishop actually actually kind of said to me once, um, I was asking him a couple questions, and he said to me, he said, "Faith is so individual and so personal. That's why we have so many different churches." And he said, "You come to this church because your faith is similar to the people in this church. It's not the same, but it's similar." Now, if we bring someone to our church we can try and teach them to be like us. But if their faith isn't like us, they're not going to be able to stay. And they will have to go and find a congregation. They will have to go and find a church in which is similar to them and similar to their faith in which they can have a true relationship with God, in which they can have a true experience with Christ and actually get to know him. And, and I feel like this is something that through time, through all of these things that people just forget people forget and then it gets this whole thing of where it becomes a bit childish and it's like oh my church is better than yours oh my church does this oh my church does that we do this in my church and it's like bro like let's just win souls for jesus and it's sad to see like for instance i've had arguments well not me personally like friends of mine have had arguments with people on twitter about church and i'm like is this the the image in which we're meant to portray to people do you know what I mean? If someone's never yeah. come to church and they see two people from different churches arguing, going back and forth with each other, do you know what I mean? Making, you know, like cheeky tweets about other people's churches. And it's like, what, what's, what's going to be their perception? What's going to be their views? And I feel like sometimes we try so hard to protect ourselves that everything as a whole, we start to affect. Everything around us, we start to like kind of destroy and yeah is there is there anything i feel like i'm just talking way too much is there anything that <laughs> that any of you guys would like to say anything that you guys would like to share maybe your own personal experiences awkward silence <laughs> <laughs> all right then i feel like we got a bit deep there i feel like we got a bit a bit a bit deep so i think maybe we should turn back to 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 music before we start offending my my viewers and stuff <laughs> start going at me on twitter stuff like that so um this is why i don't have twitter twitter is too much for me like as i had it you know what i got to like during the george floyd situation like just before the george floyd situation yeah so like you know how hectic that was uh-huh. like i think that was the worst time for me to join because it was just full of like oh it was way too much i just deleted it and i haven't looked back since it's, if tw- people on twitter want to tell you how to how to live your life they want to yeah. tell you how to how to do things and everything like that and this whole cancel culture 
I'm not 100% for it. I don't agree with yeah. it. Can't, okay. you know what, what do you like, think? What, 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 what do you think about it? Like, in depth? I think, I, I, watched, um, I watched a video with, I don't know if you, if you guys have ever heard of him, um, Montel Fish. And basically he was saying, um, he's a gospel artist as well. And basically he was kind of yeah. touching upon it. And basically he was saying that how, like, you kind of don't have the right to cancel someone and you can't hold people. Of, of course, we make mistakes, but no one's perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. you, can, you can have some messed up stuff in your closet, but because everything's all packed away and no one sees it, you come out and then you're like, oh, I am perfect. And you made mm. this mistake. So I'm going to make sure that you know how wrong this is. I'm going to make sure you know how bad it is. And I feel like um, even with like the um, last episode, I was speaking to um, a friend of mine, Dylan, and, and, and we spoke about this. And we're saying how sometimes people, they speak and they don't realize how much it has an effect on other people. Mm. You know, you just get mad. You just tweet. You just, um, something, you see something and then you just want to share your point. You want to get it across, not thinking how the other person behind their screen is going to receive it. And sometimes we can do like, because for instance, like with him, he um, obviously he was doing his whole fundraising thing to get himself into Cambridge and people were, you know, like saying horrible things about him to the point in which he wanted to give up. He wanted to stop everything. And it's like people were sharing their views. People were disagreeing with what he's doing. And literally this man started to have a breakdown because of things people were putting out on social platforms. And that's personally why I just don't agree with it. That's personally why I don't like it. I feel like it's just, it's, it's horrible. It's hurtful. And it can just really take a toll on someone's mental health. Like during that whole um, George Floyd situation, I didn't even want to tweet. I didn't even want to talk about it because I'm like, if you say the wrong thing, if you miss a comma, your life is over. That is so true. <laughs> Delete your Twitter and start again. <laughs> like everything is over. Like the... <laughs> The floor has opened up. It has swallowed you. Like everything has just, opportunities have now gone down the drain. Friendships are being broken. So I keep my views to myself and mm. I put them out on this platform, which I know I'm still going to get backlash on. I, I do. People don't agree with me, but I'm like, hey, but at least it's a small amount of people. It's not the whole of mm. Twitter coming at me. That's personally why I just don't, I just don't agree with it. I understand. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, like it's different when it's like mm. um, on Twitter, like someone says something that they'd say it in the wrong way or something, and then everyone's just like, cancel this person, like they don't deserve a job, email their uni saying they can't go to uni, do, do, do. like all these kind of things. I feel like they're a stretch because everyone does make mistakes, as you said, no one's perfect. But I think when it's like you've done something, I feel like the reason that cancel culture is a thing is when you see, like, for example, some big celebrity. Like, for example, like R. Kelly or something. Uh -huh. But it's like they've done something that's not just like a mistake. Oh, they're just like, they're, they're a good person. They've made a mistake. It's like this is a, shows their character kind of thing. And they've mm -hmm. been doing something and getting away with it for a long time because of the position of power they're in or something. I feel like that's when cancel culture is like a good thing because it's like this person doesn't deserve like opportunities yeah. anymore and stuff because they've shown that they're actually not a good person. But if it's just like on Twitter and it's like, oh, someone said something and it's like, oh, like, 
I don't like how they said this or whatever, or you find something from like 50 years ago that they said that like was kind of dodgy or whatever, then like I get why you'd see council culture as like, that's a stretch because like in some circumstances, it just is a stretch. But I think mm. it's necessary in like other circumstances, like what I was talking about, but yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Like, I think it like depends on the person and stuff like that. Mm. I think it is very contextual, like when it comes to like quote unquote cancel culture, like I feel like, or personally, I feel like it's, I feel like cancel culture isn't really a thing because I feel like when it comes to like really canceling people, like really canceling big celebrities, like marginalized people can't cancel these celebrities. Like if a white, if a really big white celebrity says something racist, whether it's current or whether it's past or whatever, like, okay, people drag them on Twitter, but there's only so much power a marginalized group can have because the reality is that a white racist celebrity is still going to book stuff, still going to have the deals, sponsorships, everything. We've seen countless times people like Jeffree Star, like, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like people don't like him, okay? Like, yeah. he said all that stuff in the past, okay. Like, there's not really much you can, like marginalized people can really do when it comes to cancelling people um but i think that that's just one type of context when it comes to like you know cancel culture quote unquote but i feel like the situation with your friend where he's trying to like you know do a go find me and then people are kind of bringing up old stuff and you know i, I think that kind of stuff is mean i don't think it's necessary yeah. um i don't think it's necessary for anyone to really bring up old stuff however that being said if it's like a a celebrity or I'm not even a celebrity but I feel it's a thing where people want to know who they're supporting mm -hmm. so yeah. it's like if someone is asking even if, if like someone's asking for money and I'm seeing in the past oh they used to beat people up or like we're racist or you know we're colorist or something like I may not want to support that person and I you know I kind of think that's it's within my right to say, you know what, I'm not going to give money to this person or, you know what, I'm not going to support this person um, because what they do or what they have done doesn't align with my morals. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's like, it's different. It's different between, there's a difference between like not supporting somebody because what they did or have done doesn't align with your morals and just being mean to that person. I think there's a difference there, you know? Yeah, definitely. If I'm like articulating myself right. Yeah, no, definitely. I do. I kind of do feel as well, like, even like what you, I feel like when people disagree with something, I feel like they don't also go about it in the right way. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you don't agree with something, like, okay, that's fine. Like, put it out. I don't agree with this person. I don't, I don't support this person. I don't want, but then it's a thing of where in the heat of the moment, I feel like sometimes people, just lash out mm. do you know what I mean like literally just lash out like you don't agree with this person all right then you go to hell like whoa like do you know what I mean that went like yeah. zero yeah. to 100 like <laughs> real quick <laughs> do you know what I mean like you're out here mm. cursing me on Twitter just because you don't agree with 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 me with and yeah. it's a thing of sometimes people don't even do things that like for instance R. Kelly messed up that's some real messed up stuff he did do you know what I mean but then it's like people may have not done something that big. It's literally just the fact that you disagree with that person, but then you mm. take it upon yourself to go and make that person, that person's life hard. Like you may go put it upon yourself to go and try and destroy 
what that individual and what that person has built and I feel like that's yeah then that brings even to people that haven't experienced it that just brings so much insecurity to just the mm. whole world like this this whole project this with, with my podcast like it's something that I've been sitting on for like two years and I was literally just scared to start because I'm like yo what's people gonna what's people gonna think do you know what I mean? What if I go mm. out and I say something that people don't agree with? What if I go mm. out and I say something that is wrong? Do you know what I mean? What if someone from, from like my past comes and starts saying lies about me or something like that? Like my life would be over. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like it's just, it, it's, it's gotten to a point where people are now afraid to be themselves and people are now, um, afraid to share their views because if you don't have the same views as us then you're wrong do you know what i mean kind of kind of like similar to what we were speaking about with with like pressure from christianity i feel like there's also that pressure with this whole cancel culture as well do you know what i mean if you're not like us that's wrong maybe mm-hmm. they won't demonize it but it's like yeah you're like do you know what i mean we don't agree with this we're not gonna we're not gonna support you go to mm. hell, all of these kind of stuff. And then like everyone in Twitter is just getting at you, getting at you, getting at you. And that can just really break a person yeah. down physically and mentally. And you can literally mm. destroy someone's life, like destroy someone's purpose of living just because of what you said, just because of a couple of tweets. Yeah. It's, it's... Yeah, I'll get you. I think Again, I like, there's like... that thing though. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. No, no, carry on. Um, okay. I think there's always going to be that kind of thing, though. Like, it's kind of like that. People talk about um, Twitter as kind of like that high school, that kind of like high school thing where it's like, oh, uh, you know, like you've got these people who are the most popular and like if you don't agree with these people, then you're getting dragged and like all this stuff, um, which is true because that is what happens on Twitter. Like one person will say one negative opinion about someone's media, like, oh, look at his shoes or whatever. And then suddenly the whole of Twitter is that dragging this guy's shoes when there's no problem. You know what I mean? Um, but it's like you're gonna kind of have that thing wherever you are in life to be honest whether it's like as like really prominent or whether it's like quite subtle Um, but yeah the thing with um, what's it called oh flip man (laughs) I forgot my um, train of thought was it Um, yeah you're always gonna have that thing where it's like a group of people who say one thing and then like you know if you're not in that group of people then you're um, just getting dragged or whatever but the thing is like it's it's always going to be there so you either say you either be quiet or you say like how you feel but I feel like with like Christians it's important to not just silence yourself just in case of the possibility of getting dragged you know what I mean because then you're just going to be silent for your whole life like there's always the possibility that people won't agree with you or yeah you might get dragged because you disagree with the majority but I don't think that should hold you back so much that like you're scared I mean obviously there will be that fear sometimes because when you see the way these people can actually get dragged but at the end of the day you just have to say what you think in faith um, because really and truly that's just who you are like you can't silence yourself just because of fear of getting dragged do you know what I mean and also I think like again it can it's it is contextual I feel like every I feel like a lot of different there's different levels of like cancellation do you know what I mean I do think that when it comes to like even just not even just as a Christian but in general I think the reason why some people get angry is because when when you say certain buzzwords or when you say certain things a lot of these 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 ideas have been used to you know um 
strip away people's humanity or have been used to justify like taking away people's human rights in the past so when you're in the present and you're saying that same rhetoric that was used to you know oppress people in the past like you need to understand to an extent that what you're saying is going to cause some backlash and you need to kind of be prepared for that because if that's how you think then you know that's that's you being you no one's saying or no one's taking away your you know human rights or no one's taking away your right to speak about a certain thing but you need to be like you need to understand that people you know were actually were you know sometimes i'm killed over these things sometimes you know they weren't allowed to have certain rights of these things and if you're saying that same rhetoric now these same people are gonna not like you and are gonna say stuff in anger because what you said has actually been pretty harmful in the past like you need to be aware of that and be be, a, be able to like take accountability and take and understand where people might be offended or might be upset but if that's how you think then you should just own it say it with your chest at the end of the day like what's gonna happen you've said what you said that like, you said what you mean yeah so a bit, a bit of you needs to kind of be a bit responsible in that aspect like okay well you know if you say this then this is going to be the response like you know so then don't when people start coming to you and calling you racist or calling you blah 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 blah, blah like why you shouldn't be the one crying because you knew what you said before you said it and you knew the impact it was going to have before you even typed it out yeah in that context obviously the context can be different but yeah one though that's kind of a sticky one because what if somebody moves on from that stage and then starts doing good things in the world and people just keep bringing that up do you know what i mean i feel like that's out of order in my that's that's when you get um someone to go through your tweets and delete everything yeah. <laughs> literally no <laughs> I, I need, no, listen when i start my podcast i won't even lie to you i just went through all my tweets and said nah so this here nah this, it's not I'm not I wasn't tweeting mad stuff by the way not nah, him <laughs> being racist nothing you like can't that be, but, you can't you can't you can't ever like you need to always check through those things regardless even if something yeah. is slightly you better just delete yeah, it yeah for like, real like, you are now then it needs to go like yeah <laughs> I had to I had to just go through I was like no nah, man honestly like literally I was just seeing how people were getting cancelled I was like I, I, I don't want this <laughs> I don't want no, this to real. be the last you hear of me, the last you hear of, of Mr. Fantastic, just because I said something stupid, just because I was angry. Do you know what I mean? Someone got me yeah. mad and I said, ah, do you know what I mean? And I tweeted something stupid. Oh, these kind of people or people from this country. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like I had to go and just delete. Like, not a lot of stuff. I'm not, I'm not a bad guy. Um, <laughs> I'm a good Christian boy. You know, I just had to delete just a couple, just a couple, just a couple things here and there and and yeah but um so i think um i just want to ask all of you now like why is it that you guys decided to start doing what you do why is it that you guys decided to start making music and not only music gospel music as well um what inspired you what you know put you in this path that you guys are all on right now you can just go it's um you know share that would be that would be nice um i think that well the reason that we started like singing together was because um like we all went to the same church um and like you know like doing like praise and worship and stuff we'd all just be like doing harmonies like adding runs just like being extra but like it was just banter but like 
at one point um me and joy's mom was like oh um you guys should like actually like sing together like rehearse together like see what you can do that kind of thing mm-hmm. so we were like yeah like let's just see um and we just started doing rehearsals where we just like you know practice like doing harmonies and stuff and that kind of thing um just within church uh and then like oh and then later at a point i think like after about a month or two um miracle um started coming to rehearsals as well and also her brother started coming too like there was quite a lot of us um coming in that yeah at one point it was like seven of us but it was kind of it, it wasn't like serious it would just be like us like practicing to like sing in church on Sunday or that kind of thing like on Easter or something like that um but yeah there was a lot of us coming in and out we were just singing together and what we noticed like after that even like the first rehearsal we were like yeah like the way our voices um blend together was like really nice so obviously we were just getting gas we were like yeah let's like continue doing this or whatever um we just started learning like new um songs we could perform and that kind of thing um just with the type of music that we vibe with so not really necessarily like what we would usually sing in church, um, just any, any song that kind of spoke to us. Um, and yeah, so we just started performing in church more and more. Um, and then when we first got together in like, we first started rehearsing in like 2015, um, and we were just singing in church for a while um, and doing like different events in church and that kind of thing. Then later we started doing like some, we'd be invited to like different events outside of church or like competitions and stuff like that. We've done like um, Open Mic UK, um, which is just like a competition, um, which was quite a good opportunity. And then also like we did um, another competition with um, this uh, record label called KB Records. Um, that was like last year that we did that. And then, yeah, so like in within like the last year, that's when we first started like actually um, recording music and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it all started within church. So obviously that's why, and obviously our name is Gospel X as well, because that was the type of music that we felt drawn to do. Um, so yeah, like the reason that we stick with obviously gospel is because that's really where it all started. Um, okay. Like without gospel music, and if we, it wasn't for us being together in church, then we wouldn't have really come together as a group anyway. Like I wouldn't have, for, like me for example, I didn't even, I was never really like, oh, I love singing. Like I want to be a singer. Like I never really thought that until it was like us together in church, and that's where I first started like developing that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like that's where it all started. So. Um, yeah, that's why we just keep it like that. And also it's um, us singing together. It's kind of like a, a nice way of um, doing our kind of outreach. Because obviously, I mean, you've got your podcast, for example. Some people do like blogs and that kind of thing. But for us, it's music. Um, so yeah, that's why we don't really stick with one particular genre as well. Because then like, you know, you have the opportunity to outreach to different people who might not necessarily like often listen to Christian music or gospel music. Yeah. But yeah. Anyone else have anything to say about what got you into music? I'll just say like I feel I feel like when it's by even if one of us wanted to do music by ourselves I think the fact that we did it together was what made it so like good because for me obviously like I feel like a lot of us probably just sing in our houses and it's like we're just singing to a song or whatever we never think I have to be a singer kind of thing like you don't really have the confidence in yourself but then when you've kind of come together with other people especially because we were already like friends it kind of drew us closer as well and then the closer we were like the better like we sounded together and stuff like mm. that and when you're with other people I feel like especially because we started doing concerts as well like annual concerts um just in church and like quite a lot of people would come and support us and I feel like a lot of us became more confident like in just like performing and stuff because we were beside each other like I wouldn't be able to do like a whole solo thing where I'm just standing by myself like the fact that I have them beside me is what makes it like a lot better and the fact that it's like 
um all to do with like god and stuff just like it's nice because it's with our friends as well and like in our religion and stuff it's just nice the whole combination basically yeah it just all fits together yeah yeah anything um yeah with me it wasn't really i didn't know you guys before obviously i started doing the singing so i feel like music was just a massive part of my relationship with god i prefer that to like most of the preaching and things i feel like i connect more with the music side of things Mm -hmm. so when i joined when we started like sounding good together and stuff that's when i started to take it more seriously and then performing in church and then doing like worship leading that's when i started to take it more seriously yeah um with me like i've always i've always liked to be like on the stage and like singing and anything singing acting dancing even like reading one line of like a paper or anything like i've just always loved to perform um and but in church it wasn't really translating as well like obviously i had loved to do like nativity stuff since i was little but like the church that we was going to it was like Right, obviously I love the church in it, but the worship was kind of dead. Like it was, it was stagnant. Like it wasn't going anywhere, and we were kind of like I remember me and my sister and and Temi, we'd always kind of add little runs to the to it to just make it a bit more spicy because it was just very you know monotonous sometimes. And then mom was like, you know, why don't you just like sing in in the church like where the worship team is, so we could spice up a little bit, you know? And we did and. And we were brilliant. We were singing all types of new songs, gospel songs, adding harmonies, like stuff that the church hadn't really heard before. And like, like you said, anything you, everything you do will have a little bit of backlash. We did get our own fair set of backlash. And we were all like 15, 16. And then we had people, you know, kind of not liking what we were doing, but you know, we just kept pushing on. And you know, here we are today. I think we're in a lot better position than some of the people who were talking about us. So... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, a bit of shade. Why not? <laughs> it's 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 honestly it's honestly like really really um inspirational, you know, to hear um how everything started, how everything just came together. And um something that I really believe in um is like the whole saying your vibe attracts your tribe. And I feel like that's what happened with each and every single one of you you know, you had the same vibe, you had the same love for music. And just one by one, you just all came together, all came together. And we're able to bless the world with such a dope group. Um, welcome, 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 welcome. <laughs> but yeah, and it's just, and it's just, and it's, I really, I really hope that, you know, um, with like everything that you guys are doing from here on out, I really hope that, you know, you guys can really inspire other people because i know there's people out there that want to do what you're doing and like they're like they're worried they're scared of how um the world will receive their art they're scared of how um people in their church may see what they're doing do you know what i mean and just the fact that you guys have you know done what you've done you started and you're here you know on this on this platform just um explaining it and sharing your experiences. I just hope that there's, you know, other people that will come up and just start doing gospel music as well. And um, I look forward to hearing more from you lot. I look forward to, to you know, commenting on your YouTube videos. I've spoken to them. I got to meet them. 
actually know them. And yeah, and I just know that um, like the future is honestly going to be bright for each and every single one of you. And um, yeah, great things are are to come. Is there anything that you lot would like to say? Anything that you like to to plug? Um, you know, before we finish. Um, Follow our um, Instagram account at GospelX Official. Please. Instagram and Twitter at GospelX Official. Facebook, Official Gospel X. YouTube, just Gospel X. But yeah. Yeah, we just recently dropped our music video. So if you want to go check that out, if you have Check it out on YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. So we got, um, is it a thousand views already? Yeah, more than one K. So you, you, you're missing out. You just really <laughs> Yeah, make sure, make sure you guys, you go follow them, uh, make sure you listen to their music, watch their videos, and also comment, say Mr. Fantastic sent you, so that they know, <laughs> they know the work that I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's been an amazing chat. Um, I feel like we spoke on some, some really interesting stuff. I feel like um, we shed light on a couple things that, um, you know, needed to be spoken about. I feel like we spoke on things that, had conversations that maybe the church isn't really too ready for but you know needs to be spoken about and i just hope you all enjoyed um you know this episode so i think it's time that um we wrap it up and thank you so make sure to like comment share subscribe